presented by Syntax Advisors. Welcome to ETF TV News, your weekly update on newly issued exchange-traded funds and products. I'm Dan Barnes. Joining us today is Matt Hoogan, CIO of Bitwise, and Deborah Fur of ETF GI. Guys, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. So Matt, I have to start with congratulations on winning the ETF.com Lifetime Achievement Award. That's terrific. Thank you so much. It was a great honor. Pleased to join you as a winner as well. So following in your footsteps there. There's been a lot of interest in crypto in the US. Last week, you launched the Bitwise Crypto Innovators ETF. Is this holding directly cryptocurrencies? It's not, Debbie. This is holding crypto-related equities. In fact, it's the first crypto-focused equities ETF to launch in the US, the first pure play on that space. That means companies like Coinbase, which is the largest crypto brokerage in the US, companies like Canaan Creative, which created the first crypto mining chip, companies like Silvergate, which is the leading bank to crypto companies in the US. These are the picks and shovels that allow the crypto economy to thrive. And that's what this ETF is providing exposure to, not direct exposure to Bitcoin, Ether, or other crypto assets. What sort of investors do you expect to be investing in this ETF and how might they use it? This ETF is really designed for the financial advisor market. And I think there are two types of investors that it might be appropriate for. On the one hand, you have investors who have been watching the spectacular returns in Bitcoin, Ether and other cryptocurrencies, but are uncomfortable holding crypto assets directly. On the other hand, I think it may be interesting to investors who have been looking for ETFs focused on disruptive growth companies. The reality of the companies in this ETF is that they're some of the fastest growing companies in the world. Take Coinbase, for example. Its revenues were up 900% year over year based on its most recent quarterly earnings report. These are phenomenal growth companies. They're very profitable. So either as an analog for direct holdings of Bitcoin or as a direct way to invest in fast growing global equities, I think it can be an interesting fund in either of those two cases. In Europe, you have been able to launch a crypto ETP. Can you tell us a little bit about that product? That's right. The Keys ETF, ticker K-E-Y-S in Switzerland, it is a index tracking ETF. It holds 10 of the largest cryptocurrencies in the world. We're very pleased to have brought it out with 21 shares, a leader in crypto ETFs globally. And it's designed for investors who want to make a generalized bet on the growth of crypto assets without trying to pick and choose winners. This is a disruptive area of the market, Debbie, and it's hard to know exactly how it will play out in the future. Are the largest crypto assets today going to be the largest crypto assets tomorrow? I'm not 100% sure, so taking an index-based approach allows you to bet on the growth of the entire space, bet on the beta of the space, and that's what the Keys ETF is designed to do in Switzerland. So presumably the type of investors you're expecting for the exchange-traded product are different to those of the exchange-traded fund. The direct crypto asset holdings that the Keys product offers in Switzerland means it's an interesting ETF for people who want to hold those assets directly. As an ETF, it's available to all investors in Switzerland, and so it's a wide array of the marketplace. I really think the primary users of our new equity ETF in the U.S. are financial advisors. Remember, financial advisors control a strong section of wealth in the US, about 40% of all wealth. And most of them are still on the sidelines because we don't have a Bitcoin ETF in the US. We don't have an Ethereum ETF in the US. So for those investors, this offers a way to jump into the market to gain exposure without those challenges of holding Bitcoin directly. So we have crypto products in Europe, we have them in Canada. 
Do you think the SEC is going to approve one this year in the U.S.? Oh, this year is a tough question, Debbie. I think we are going to approve one. I think we're closer than we've ever been. It's not clear to me if it will be this year or next. But look, we've been working on a Bitcoin ETF in the U.S. since 2013. That's when the first ETF application went in. The number of issues the SEC had to wrestle with at that point were huge. Had to be concerned with custody, with audit, with liquidity, with arbitrage. Most of those concerns have been solved. The SEC is now focused on a relatively narrow set of plumbing issues and concerns about market manipulation. I think the industry will jump over that last hurdle soon. I'm just not sure if it will be this year or potentially next year. It's probably too early to say. If there was an exchange-traded fund launched based on Bitcoin or other crypto, would you expect the investment base to be different to those for the other products we've outlined? I think there'd be a much wider array of investors focused on a Bitcoin-specific ETF. We know that there's significant pent-up demand for direct exposure to Bitcoin, but I actually think the two might be complementary. You think about a week like we've had recently. We saw crypto asset prices fall. In that case, a Bitcoin ETF would directly suffer. Crypto companies, however, have a different relationship with crypto asset prices than a direct investment in Bitcoin. If you think of a company like Coinbase, the largest single holding in BITQ, it does well when crypto asset prices are rising, but it also generates a significant amount of money anytime crypto assets are volatile because people are trading. So the two exposures provide slightly different takes on the overall long-term trend, which is the growth of the crypto economy. That's great. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I appreciate being on. So Deborah, can you tell us about the newly issued products we've seen over the previous week? Can you give us a bit of color on what we're seeing? There were 26 new listings from 21 issuers. They were on 11 exchanges. We saw another Bitcoin product come to market in Europe. We also saw ESG, thematics. 11 of the products were active. We saw another dividend product. So some of the themes just seem to repeat week after week. And clearly, ESG and thematics have been the winners as we look at what's happening. And there were 18 cross-listings. So still significant new listings and cross-listing happening across this entire year. That's been great. Deborah, thank you so much. Thank you. ETF TV News does not provide investment advice nor recommend products.